So, uh, as we left the radio show, if you were listening uh, on KCA Radio, 1050 AM and 106.5 and 102.3 FM, you will have heard at the end of the show a pre-recorded segment saying, this has been a best of. And Aaron, in fact, it was an old recording because Aaron said it was her and Tobin, my brother and her husband, and uh, it wasn't. That wasn't a best of. That was just the two of us. Uh, And so... uh, yeah, that's got to come out. <laughs> so we were live. We were not a best of. We were the best of every day. We were daily best of. And uh, and Tobin was not on the show, hasn't been on the show for over a year other than as a guest. And so he's not been a regular on the show for over a year. So please disregard, and we'll try to fix the automated line afterwards. Pretty funny. Um, so uh, stuff going on in the world. The West is burning. Yeah. There's fires everywhere. The quality of air here is so bad. I think everybody's walking around with like runny noses and stuffy throats or uh, burning throats uh, because of, of just just breathing. Um, and uh, and yeah, we just um, you know it's suffering. It's tough. You know, I'm I don't have any specific breathing issues, uh, but I I've got friends who do and family who do, and you know Aaron does. Uh, you know, and if you've got uh, any kind of breathing issue, this has just got to be miserable for you because the air quality is so bad. And, uh, you know, you like to get out and do something or get away from your house on the weekend because you're basically in your house all the time now. Uh, you really can't. There's nowhere to go. There's not fresh air anywhere. I mean, the air is coming from the, 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 the fires and, and it goes all the way down to the beaches. I mean, there's nowhere to go unless we were to head east many many miles you know we jump in our car and drive to arizona do a zony type thing um and that's just no bueno um so i i hope that the firefighters out there are able to get a handle on these things and get them out and that they are safe because um you know it's it's been pretty miserable and uh i imagine that if you're out on the fire lines it's they've got to be exhausted at this point just exhausted and running on empty um that they're all staying safe out there because there's lots of homes in the way of fires and uh and as as firefighters are you know as the fires continue to rage and firefighters are at the point of exhaustion uh there's been some deaths and some some real bad injuries and so we hope that they all maintain their safety and continue to to uh, do their job as best they can and uh you know they're all in our prayers so um so this weekend, I got out of the house and went and saw a movie. Now, we talked about it a little bit on the show, but I went and saw Tenant. It's a Christopher Nolan film. And Christopher Nolan, if you're not familiar with him, has done some very kind of mind-bending, strangely structured movies in the past. So it's kind of hard to to follow type of movies. Um, he did Memento, which was a um, pretty amazing uh, move, movie in terms of its structure and the complexity of how it goes because it shows a story of somebody who doesn't have long-term, can't remember his long-term memories, and you see both him, the movie goes both forward and backward in a timeline simultaneously, and that's kind of similar to what Tenet does as well. Um, the idea that, that in Memento, you're seeing stuff sort of 
from the point of view of the character. So you're seeing things as he discovers them going forward. You're picking up part of his history going backward as well, and they meet at some point. And so you get the whole story by the time you get to the end. It's very... Um, you have to pay a lot of attention to these movies. These are not movies you can just casually kind of sit and watch while you're, you know, or have on while you're cleaning house and check in and see what's going on because, uh, you know, it's not it's not Star Wars. It's, there's not a linear story here of good guys fighting bad guys and good guys win in the end. Um, he also did the trilogy of the Batman uh, movies, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and uh, Dark Knight Rises. And so... Um, you know, again, very stylized, specific movies. And one that I really like of his is The Prestige. If you've never seen that, that's a film about uh, magicians. Um, and uh, it's um, based on a novel that was released in 1995. The movie was out in 2006. And uh, uh, he and his, his brother, Jonathan, wrote the uh, screenplay. And it's really quite, quite interesting and twisty in terms of, of stories. And then, of course, he did Inception and Interstellar as well. So lots of stuff. And then probably the most like mainline kind of not twisty plotline movie that he's done is Dunkirk, which talks about the evacuation from the beaches of Dunkirk during World War II. Um, and you know, I, I, I really like Christopher Nolan's films. You know, so if you're um, a fan of film and a fan of movies. All of his stuff is um, is just well thought out, well done, um, and constructed in ways that make for interesting storytelling. You never get bored with how the story is being presented to you, and they require that you pay some attention, which is um, a good thing, you know, to force you to think a little bit while you're watching a movie. Um, not to say that, you know, sometimes just some mindless, you know, bad moms type of, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas type of, movies are not necessarily wrong either. Hey there, Aaron. Hello. How are you? <sighs> I'm, uh, I am good. So I woke up, uh, I woke up on time this morning, but then I was, you know, show, show prepping and reading and, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that I do in the morning and totally lost track of time. So I come squealing into the parking lot with my hair still wet not even calm like i took it out of the towel and i threw my t-shirt on and i ran <laughs> <laughs> so well we're not yeah. in television so that's not a bad so it's okay it's okay yeah. but i'm like i'm kind of yeah. feeling that adrenaline drop because when i yeah. looked at my my clock when i got out of the shower i'm like oh my goodness let's go <laughs> yeah yeah you're like in in full-on panic mode it's like uh oh because yes. we have sort of this hard deadline of like they expect us to be on the air at, at six o'clock so yes well uh, 605 606 yeah thereabouts yeah thereabouts I mean, but it's it's you know 606 give or take 60 seconds it's not you know it's yes, not exactly. like some jobs where you can you know if you come in at 15 minutes after it's you know it's you just stay 15 minutes later that kind of some jobs are structured that way um, radio's not so much that way. <laughs> no, 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 you know, no, no, you know, no. The amount of dead air is not good. Yeah, I mean, frankly, you know, like we're we're doing this podcast, and if we start fifteen minutes late, no big deal uh, on my end. I know you, it's you kind of have a hard out because you got to get to work, but uh, but you know, it's it's not there's not it's not nearly as time constrained. So no. Uh, so while you were uh, uh, transitioning, I 
started the show, talked just a little bit, and, and was grateful for the um, firefighters that are doing all their work in the area, and and you know how horrible. Talked a little bit again about how horrible the air quality is here in Southern California, and that there's nowhere really to go and get away from it. Um, and you know, I just thinking that those firefighters out there on the front lines must be absolutely exhausted at this point. And this yeah. is when it's real easy to make a mistake, and there's been people who've been getting injured, and 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 a couple of people have lost their lives. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I really feel for the firefighters and those on the front lines because, uh, you know, they're they're just really up against it right now. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can get some of these things under control and, and that, you know, I, I, at some point they start cycling them out to give them some rest, regardless of where they are in the fighting of the fire, because you just got to take a moment and get some rest. Otherwise, you can't go forward. You know, you can't you can't keep doing it and not do it safely. Um Yes, but, uh, I, I will say that I wow. am amazed, absolutely amazed, that Forest Falls is still standing, and yeah. it speaks to to the science of it. It speaks to the the hard work, the incredible hard work of all the crews digging the trenches, um, you know, directing the fires, setting, you know, fighting the fires. You know, they there's so much hard, backbreaking work that they do on this on these yeah. fires. And Forest Falls is still standing. And yeah. It's a miracle. I mean, these yeah. guys are amazing. I say guys, they're men and women out there working. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not them just, you know, standing on the roadside aiming a hose at, at, at things. It's like you said, it's digging trenches and creating fire breaks and cutting down a bunch of trees that lead into an area where there's houses so that, that the fire can't, it makes it, finds it more difficult to go that direction. They're trying to force the fire around cities and towns so that so that people's homes aren't destroyed yes. and uh, and the work that they do is is just backbreakingly hard work to do in the best of conditions and this is so far from the best of conditions it's almost laughable yes. um, yeah I, I can't imagine yeah. worse conditions uh, you know on the day that it started when the the genius couple and who are their photographer whoever started it used that incendiary device to, to do the gender reveal uh, it was 117 degrees, and they were out in brush. Like, you, yeah. That, and then, so then the people were fighting the fires in the worst possible conditions. The only thing that was missing were high winds, and thank God they were missing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was missing. So, yeah, just awful. Just yeah. awful. I mean, you know, it's if you want to get us a, a taste of it and 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 see, you know the risk for these people's lives. There's um, uh, a movie, Only the Brave, which was about the uh, Granite Mountain hotshots that, that the group that uh, basically they, they all died. Uh, in exception. Arizona, right? Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fighting fighting fires like this and gives you an idea of what they're up against and, and the kind of people that they are. You know, and of course, the movie has made them heroic. It's not... not um, uh, you don't dig into a lot of the, you know, personal lives and say, well, you know, this guy, you know, didn't treat his wife nice or this guy. I mean, they were people. They're like everybody else. And so every group of people, there's some some very altruistic people. There's some people who are very self-centered. But all of them set that aside and went out to fight this fire. And, and that's yes. typical of your firefighters is that they, they're, you know, lots of different ideas and, and thoughts. But, boy, when, when it comes time to go out and do your job, they, they drop everything and they go out and they do their job. And they fight those fires. And, uh, you know, uh, I, for one, am incredibly and grateful. thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly grateful that they're out there doing that. Um, 
you know, and, and my home is a long way from any kind of danger like that. But, um, you know, you've got really close friends. They're friends of mine whose homes are right out there in, in, in the woods and, you know, and, 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 uh, they are evacuated. Yeah. And it's, 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 uh, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety for them about, you know, what they're and, and, and everybody else that lives over there about, you know, is there going to be a home for me to come home to? What's the shape of, of the things, you know, and then all of us, you know, are constantly reminded all we have to do is inhale and uh, literally every breath uh, reminds you, you know, I mean, you know, you have asthma. There's lots of people who have lots of different breathing issues, but people who don't have any breathing issues are dealing with, you know, yes. itchy, burnt eyes and, and sore throats uh, uh, just from dealing with the smoke. You know, I will, let me put out another reminder. Um, there's ash in many places mm-hmm. uh, falling from the sky because of the fires, especially when the wind starts blowing. And if you've got pets with water outdoors, oh, yeah. you need to dump and clean those bowls because ash and water turns into lye. Yeah. Yep, and you don't want to kill your animals. Not good for them. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good, 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 good service announcement because I hadn't even considered the fact that, I mean, my, my pets are pretty much indoor pets. And so it's not something that I deal with. But there have been times when they have been outdoors and we've had a bowl of water out for them or, you know, a water trough or whatever yes. <laughs> uh, over the years, depending on the animal and the, and the uh, you know, their, what works best for them in terms of where their living space is most of the time. Uh, you know, and we've had this sort of microclimate evolve, at least in Southern California, where the hundred degree heat has been knocked down by 10 degrees or so because, uh, of what would normally be like a cloud cover, but it's not cloud, it's smoke, but the smoke has diffused, diffused the sunlight so much that we're literally 10 degrees below what they had projected for us to have as temperatures over the last week or so, um, because of all the smoke in the air, um, which you know is nice on the on the one side because the temperatures aren't quite so extreme, but you know you can't breathe, you can't see any. I mean the 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 mountains that surround us from my house, I can't see them. You're much closer to them than I am. I don't know if you can see them either. I it's, cannot it, see them. No. Yeah, it's it's really really bad out there. And so you know if you're listening to this and you're not from this area or haven't seen what it's like. Um, those pictures that they show on the national news and stuff of like the orange sky, there's no fancy filters or anything to make that look that way. That's a that's just the way it looks. You can go stand outside and watch the sunset, and uh, as long as you can stand being out in that horrible air, and um, and it's awful. So um, I suggest this to everybody who's in this area. If you have air filters on your house, even though you may have changed them, uh, you know, most people change them like a couple times a year, you might want to change them. Uh, go check them. Go check them. Yeah. You might want to be changing them a little bit more quickly than that to help keep the indoor air cleaner. Likewise, um, if you have a in, uh, cabin filter on your car, some cars have cabin filters um, or, or HEPA filters that help keep the air inside the vehicle cleaner, you might want to check that, see if it needs to be replaced. Uh, if you have, or uh, if you have, you might want to check and clean it. If you don't have, you might want to consider buying a, an air filter for your indoor air. Um, uh, if you go to um, thewirecutter.com, you can do a search for reviews of air filters, home air, home air filters, um, and they're not horribly expensive. And especially if you have breathing issues, they can make a big difference. So. 
So, um, you know, some of these fires, some, they have been, they've caught, I think, four people uh, up in the Pacific Northwest who were starting fires along roadsides oh. and that sort of thing. And so, you know, there are, there is talk now and, you know, not necessarily just gossip. There's talk from, from uh, firefighting circles uh, about this being possibly coordinated. Um, and obviously the incendiary device that used for the gender reveal, that, that wasn't part of this, but up in the Pacific Northwest, that mm-hmm. these fires were deliberately set. Um, uh, saying by a group of people. By a group of people, yeah. Wow. Right? Wow. If they find that to be the case, then that is eco-terrorism, and they, yes, should, it is. Be, they should be treated as terrorists. Yes, they should. Yes, they, well, our, I think arsonists in general should. These people definitely should. Yeah. No, I'm in agreement with you there. I think uh, I think that's definitely what we got to do. So I just saw the the message from uh, uh, our super engineer Rick Rule. I was laughing as the show left because they had the uh, the uh, recording, which you very quickly put out, and anybody who was listening to the radio show heard uh, a recording of you saying, "This has been a best of." With Tobin and I, and it's like Tobin hasn't been a regular on the show for over a year, and that wasn't a best of. <laughs> I mean, it probably was one of the best ofs because let's face it, we had That's a great right, show. We're but, awesome. but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, um, yeah. Uh, I got to remind you to, to to if if you didn't hear that because I don't know what you you know sometimes if you're like you know shutting things off and getting things prepped to leave that you don't maybe you don't hear it. Uh, but I heard it. But you heard it, and yeah. So I saw that you'd. You know, shot a text off to Rick to say, hey, Rick, uh, by the way, um, we haven't been a best of for a week. You know, we did one day last week because you were basically taking in uh, victims of the fire, displaced kitty cats and yes. and, and their owners for and at least one owners. night. Yeah. Yes, they were with and, us for one night. Yeah. But yeah, the kitty cats yeah. are still there, right? The kitty cats are still here. So they, yeah. um, the, the victims of the fire, plus their two dogs and their two kitty cats. Yeah. And they just crashed with us until they could find, because all we have are bunk beds. So. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> so. and 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 she laughs if you don't know, listeners, because uh, one of the two of them is uh, well over six foot tall and and he's not six, bunk seven. bed sized. Yeah, he's yeah he is not a bunk <laughs> bunk bed sized person anymore. No, Hasn't been for not. decades, and yeah. uh, and so I'm sure he was appreciative of a place to crash while they kind of got things figured out but that was yeah I, I imagine that wasn't a real restful night for him <laughs> no it wasn't well and the other part of it because the dogs were in there with them uh, because oh. their dogs um uh are used to sleeping in their room right and right. their dogs were upset so they kept dogs in there and so uh-huh. he was on the bottom bunk and all night long he was getting his face licked <laughs> yeah i'm sure going like why are we here this is different what's going on hey, i'm Dad, concerned i'm right nervous there. lick lick hey, lick lick yeah kiss 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 and you're like i yeah <laughs> Pets are wonderful, but, you know, when you start changing up their routines, they get anxious. All animals sure. do, you know. And, uh, well, humans as, as, do, too. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, humans aren't too far removed from that either. But at least with humans, you can explain, well, here's why we're doing this, and it's going to be okay. And, you know, the and dogs. And they can take a trazodone. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs, all you can do is just pet them or the cats, just pet them and comfort them and, and try to, you know, make them feel like, okay, it's okay. You're still here. You're with us. Everything's good. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily do much good at, you know, three in the morning when they're anxious and licking your face going, why am I in this place? I don't know where this place is. I'm nervous. Poor puppies, poor kitties. I learned recently that dogs, when they lick, Mm -hmm. it releases endorphins. 
Yeah. That so makes it sense. actually soothes them when yeah. they're licking your face. Yeah. Yeah, I have one that, that's the kind of kissy-licky one of my, my three little wiener dogs. Lincoln tends to be the kissy-licky one. He's uh, so, good so to he, know. Essentially, so he, he's an addict. Yeah, he's like, uh, hit me. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he very much does it. You know, if you pay attention, you can read your animals, and they're telling you what they want or what's going on. And so a lot of times he'll look to kind of get my attention, and then he'll, and then when you look at him, he will then look over at something, you know. And like, so then you see, well, what does he want? He wants up on this couch, or he wants over there, or or, or his water bowl is empty. Yeah, he'll look over at his food bowl or his, you know, back towards his water bowl, which is down the hallway. But, you know, if he turns and looks that way, it's like, oh, you got to be aware of that and go, okay, there's something over there that he's trying to tell me about, so I'll go see what it is. And, and if I act correctly, he like walks with a bounce in his step and his tail's wagging. And if I don't act correctly, his ears are down. And he's looking at me like, come on, dummy. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that I, that I need some water. So, you know, what if our animals could actually vocalize words? Because mm-hmm. they can communicate in their way, as you're talking about. But mm-hmm. what if their vocal cords were such that they could and their mouths were such that they could, yeah. you know, actually talk? What would they say to us? Would we still like them? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, su- I suspect that we would. It would be sort of like a relationship with a child in their in their you know terrible twos, you know, some something around that. That is no, yes, I want. Give me. I want. I want. I want. I want. I want. You know, I think that that would be most of the conversations. I'm sure and they you, would be. And you would look at it and going like, why is it that we have you in our lives? <laughs> Some dogs would be like, you know, food love, food love, pet me love, pet me, pet me food, mm-hmm. food, pet me, pet me food. Yeah. Squirrel. I have one of those. <laughs> I have one of those too. <laughs> and then I've got but an cats. old one that's blind and deaf and it's like, what is that? That could be scary. Warning. Warning. What is that? <laughs> what, what is that? Warning. <laughs> scary. Warning. And you're like, oh, just be quiet. Just be quiet. It was just me. I pet you on the head. I pet you on the head. Ten seconds ago, I was petting you. I got up and walked to the other side of the room. It's still me. There's no one else here. It's just me. (laughs) Well, that particular dog has no teeth. So, you know, he's got to, um, his bark has to be, his, his bark is necessarily... Yeah, there is no bite. bite. Yeah, there is no bite. So he just, he doubled down on the bark. Yeah. Yeah, he's old and he's kind of, he's a little, although I felt so bad the other day. Um, I was, uh, they they sleep on the bed until I come to bed because I usually go to bed a little bit later. And then I put them in their crate for the night because they all sleep in their crate. And I picked up one dog to put him in the crate. And as I was turning to put him in the crate, that dog charged across the bed to protect my wife from whatever I might have been. And didn't realize that there was the edge of the bed. He ran right off the edge of the bed as he was oh, running no. at me. And it's like, I got a leg out to kind of break his fall as he went down. But it's, you know, and we've got hardwood floors. It's like, and he went down with a thud. No yelp. No, like, acted like, he didn't act like he was hurt at all. But, oh, my gosh, I felt so bad. Uh, you know, grabbed him, picked him up, checked him out. He's <laughs> like, are you all right, you dummy? You know? It's like, like you would, should know what you smell like by now, Todd. You would think, you know, he's been with me pretty much his entire life since he was about six months old. You would think that he would know. And, you know, you think that he would feel safe and comfortable in the space of our home. I mean, I, I don't understand why he, 
he has so much anxiety, um, you know, and I've noticed that it's mostly when she's there, he's protective of my wife. You know, when she's out of the house and he knows he watched her leave, I can walk around, do whatever I want. He doesn't bark. He doesn't care as if, you know, it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're protecting her. And, and so you, you, you know, you don't need protection, so you're good. I'll just chillax. But when she's here, I have to be on guard and protect her. And that sort of yes. seems to be his attitude is when she's here, I've got to help protect her. But, but when you're it's here, like, you're okay, fine. Cujo. Yeah, you got, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's all of, you know, what, eight inches tall and, and <laughs> a foot and a half long and, uh, and, and toothless. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. You be vicious. Crazy dog. Love our puppies, you know, but I just, I felt so bad for him because he just, you know, especially in a dark room, you know, it's nighttime. He didn't see the edge of the bed and just charged right off of it. Like it was like he expected to take another step and basically hit me in the rump <laughs> and, and then kind of bounced off of my leg as I stuck it out to break his fall. Uh, I'm like, really? <laughs> if I'd have been a little closer, he would have probably run right up onto my back. That would have been hilarious if he'd run across my back. <laughs> Dog. And he gets there and goes like, uh-oh, now what do I do? Because <laughs> I've seen him do that, you know, where he, like, does something that he can't because he can't see and he, he barks and charges or whatever and then and then gets to somewhere where he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he comes running over, barking viciously, and then realizes it's me and then stops silently, kind of, like, puts his head down a little bit and wags his tail like, am I okay? Don't be mad at me. Like, Sorry, Dad. Be- yeah, it's like I can't be mad at you. You're irritating, but you're you know blind and Adorable. deaf. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a cutie. So he's old. Anyway, enough dog podcast. Welcome to Dogs Are Us. <laughs> I uh, you yeah. know that it's, ding it's was in, for the brownies earlier. By the way, we talked for about the brownies. For, we, that's yeah. right. We talked about. I'm so excited about these brownies. Yeah. You have no idea. I'm yeah. So well, when excited. you're when you're going on, it's like you know when people go on the um, the no carb diet and all they want is a cookie or or a potato chip, you know, and you just crave yes. that. You know, it's like the one thing you're not allowed to have, you just crave incessantly. And so I can imagine that baked goods for you, since most all of them have some sort of you know egg or milk in them, that uh, you know you've got to be just like, oh, please give me something good that 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 I can have that fits yes. my diet that works for the way I eat. Uh, you know, and I got, I got to say, I love being vegan. I do. I, I, I really don't miss the animal products. Um, I just miss having baked goods. And so, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're seeing more and more bakeries mm-hmm. provide vegan, yeah. um, baked goods. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, there are enough, right. Um, meat substitutes where if I'm really craving, like if I want meat, then I can then make a, use a meat, have a, have a, a burger that right. you know, have a, yeah. have a, a plant based burger. Yeah. With the impossible burgers and stuff, you can get one that's almost meat like. In fact, you know, I've eaten them and they're, they're great. I mean, they're fine. You wouldn't, you know, if somebody handed it to you, you wouldn't know the difference um, in terms of, you know, mouth feel and, and taste and stuff. Excuse me. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. There's lots of restaurant or restaurants, bakeries, and 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 uh, and donut and, and um, uh, cupcake type places that are that are specializing in specialized diets, so you can get gluten free and vegan based things. That um, it's not too hard to find them now, but that's also they're they're 
they're expensive. They charge a premium, especially for they the do. specialty type type things. And so, yeah, if you can find some recipes that you can do in, at home that you like, um, that's the right way to go. Yep. Know, in the yep. long run. So how in do you feel run. about um, the, you know, the kind of player, um, uh, NFL player protests, the things that are kind of going on? Um, the mm-hmm. you know we talked about it a little bit last week, but now you've had a few more games, and I guess viewership is down. Um, yeah, uh, in the NFL, how, how does well? Do you think a few more that? games. That yeah, they, they they Thursday was their first game right last week, and then that they they've completed their first week, other than the Monday night game, which happens tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, we didn't really talk too much about football today. Um, I well, first of all, before we go to football. Lakers won their series against Houston. They're now sitting to find the winner of the uh, of the Clippers and Dallas game. Dallas tied up the series to a lot of people's surprise. It's tied three three, so they're going to a seventh game, um, seventh game which will be played uh, tonight, I believe. Is it tonight or tomorrow night? I have to double check the schedule. But uh, yeah, that's so. Basketball is getting exciting. We were everybody was expecting to see the Clippers and the Lakers, and that still may happen. But it was pretty shocking that the Clippers didn't close it out, and that they're now tied. Uh, so it's a Tuesday. Uh, is the yeah Tuesday game seven? So Tuesday. So nothing tonight. Um, so NFL. Uh, well, and and NBA actually works in this too in terms of the protests and what's going on. And you know the NBA has has put Black Lives Matter literally on the court during the playoffs. And, um, you know, I absolutely cannot fault people for wanting to bring attention to inequities in the way that policing has been handled in lots of situations. Um, I, I think that, that, that we do need some change. Um, I, like a lot of people, feel like that the people who are running Black Lives Matter, if they'd have just changed, if, they, if they'd have started out saying, you know, all lives matter, and, and that would have made, brought attention to the fact that, 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 that black lives are not being treated like all other lives. That would have been more inclusive. And I think you would have would have gotten more people involved in uh, more white people going like, yes, you're right. All lives matter. And we agree when you say black lives matter then that that immediately will bring out people who will say, well, what about, you know, what about Asians? What about Mexicans? What about, you know, white people? Don't their lives matter? And then the black people have to go, well, that's not the point. Don't you understand? It, it just creates a, a distraction. And I think that the the Black Lives Matter group made a mistake by the way they named their group. Um, personally, this is all obviously my my opinions. But that said, I mean, I think that it's fine that they should be doing that. Um, I think that what they're going to start seeing is that from the rest of the population, i.e., not the black people, but not just the white people, the Mexican people, and the the Hispanic. Uh, people and and obviously I'm saying Hispanic Americans and Black Americans and, and White Americans and you know it's like we we have we are very much a a, a multicultural uh, country you know these days There's we're the most diverse country on the planet yeah and and which is awesome it's I, I you know it's I have said before one of the things that I, I disliked about moving to some other places in the country was the fact that that I missed the diversity of of foods and and personalities and faces in from Southern California it's you know we're the, one of the, the most diverse countries and we're living in one of the most diverse areas of the country um, because there are places where where uh, you know there's a black part of town 
and uh, and 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 there's not a lot of interaction of people of different race and and uh, and different cultures, and I, I like that. I really like that, but I think that there's a um, a little bit of overload from everybody else who's not black going. You know, suddenly all of the television articles or television news is always about something to do with race. Uh, every single commercial on television now seems to have a black actor in it, which is great for the black actors. But again, where are the other, you know, racial representations? I mean, I'll agree that that we've seen, you know, too much of uh, a balance of white faces as opposed to something that truly represents the different multicultural makeup of the of the country. Uh, but suddenly now, I mean, I, it, if you watch commercial television, commercials suddenly have black actors in almost every commercial. And if you go back, you know, six months ago and watch the same series of commercials in between channels, that wasn't necessarily the case. And so there's a lot of like opportunistic, um, you know, Hey, we're on the, we're on the bus. We're, we're doing our part type of attitudes from, um, from commercial entities that I don't think have any interest in equality one way or the other. They're just trying to be on the bandwagon. Um, so there's a little bit of, of that happening out there as well. Um, you know, I, there's been some back backlash as well from, from, um, uh, people in the, uh, uh African-American community saying, you know, we get that some of you guys started from pretty pretty meager beginnings, but a lot of you are taking home million dollar paychecks, and you're the one out there complaining about uh, you know inequity and crying on television for fear that your child might get you know uh, pulled over by the cops in his you know chauffeured limousine from your house to his private school. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, you're not living that life anymore because you are really, really, really wealthy. And so it's a little hard to take you seriously uh, in some instances. And there's been some backlash. There was some people who have talked about, uh, uh, in particular, um, uh, LeBron James. You know, I mean, he's got two or three houses in the L.A. area. Um, his kids go to private schools. Um, you know, yeah, he started out, you know, in Cleveland in, you know, a single mother family who didn't have much. And they were, you know, getting by. Um, but that ain't the life he's living now and hasn't been for quite a while, you know? Um, so I think that the, the athletes need to walk a fine line there in terms of recognizing that, you know, you can talk about your personal experience and you can talk about other people's experience, but don't try to equate the life you're living today to being downtrodden when you're carrying, taking home a paycheck that's bigger than you know, the vast majority of the country, regardless of their race. Yeah. So yeah, much bigger, like more than they earn in 10 years bigger. Right. Now some of these NFL careers last three years, so get it while you can. Right. Um, yeah. But, and and, and I, nobody begrudges him that. I mean, yeah, right. go for it. Yeah. Do you, I mean, you're yeah, awesome. Yeah. Not everybody's going to have a 17 year career like, like LeBron has had thus far. Um, but, uh, uh, especially some of those NFL players, they you know the uh, running backs' lifespan in the NFL is averages like three years these days. So, so yeah, go get as much money as you can, um, but um, but don't turn around and tell me how rough you're having it right now and how bad you feel right now and how scared you are right now because you know 
you're you're a millionaire. I'm not. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, and I wonder, you know, it's interesting because to me, in this time, in this point in time, black culture is American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, in, you know, if you look at popular culture, um, uh, that the the influence of African Americans on popular culture is mm-hmm. um, is outsized to the size of their population, which is fine, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, that's that's wonderful. Um, uh, and so I, I think that maybe that some feel some people feel this is their moment and they're going to go for it while they have an audience, while they have a voice, while they have mm-hmm. the microphones. Um, the problem is, is that um, at some point people are like, OK, you know what? Because we first we we're like we stood with you. We stand with you. We protested. We were there. We we 100 percent are on the same page. But months and months later, it's like, OK, we, we were with you. You had us. But now our cities are being burned down right now. You know, there's people are ambushing cops, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's there's a limit to you know, nobody yeah. wants. I should say, your average person, average American, is a decent human being. They don't mm-hmm. want injustice. They don't want people treated poorly. They don't want yeah. you know unfair um, uh, actions by police officers. But they also don't want to be blamed incessantly for anything that in your life that you don't like. And so sure. there's, I think, I think we're running up against that. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah, it was interesting. I was watching um, Bill Maher's show, and I know he's a comedian, but the, he he tackles a lot of of very relevant political issues, and he very often has politicians on his show. And he's finally back in the studio, you know, with with his guests sitting across the studio from him, in order to social distance. The the, the links we're going through right now to make these things work is kind of laughable. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't the whole comedy routine for somebody, but. Um, but you know they talked about the fact that that some several polls have shown that the vast majority of African Americans don't want to defund the police. They want the police. They want the police to be somebody they can call when they need help. They just want to know that that the police are going to show up and help them and not you know shoot their and child. Shoot them. Yeah, yes. you know, which is that is you know, reasonable. and that's a reasonable thing for all parents. You know, is that that uh, woman with her her um, uh, uh, special needs child? You know, she she has a reasonable expectation that when when she calls for help, that help is going to show up and help her. <laughs> you know, amazing help. Yeah, you know, and it, and it's funny too because it's uh, I, I I thought it was kind of interesting. A while back, I looked up uh, on Wikipedia, uh, you know, like U.S. population by race, and there's a page in there called Race and Ethnicity in the United States. And when they break things down, they don't say, you know, there's black, there's white, there's there's you know whatever. They're broken down by their actual ancestry. So there's, you know, German, African-American, Mexican, Irish, English, American. The only one that says they say black or African-American, it's African-American, not German. And, you know, they don't break out all of the African countries separately. A lot of everybody else is essentially broken out as as a, uh, a country, you know, whether you're Mexican, Irish, English, uh, you know, American, uh, Native American. Uh, Italian, French, Polish, Scottish, Puerto Rican, Norwegian, blah, 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 all the way down to Filipino is the lowest. They, their 0.9% is Filipino in the U.S. Uh, the largest group me, is German, 14.7. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, you're it good. It makes me sad, though. The reason why they can't break out the African-Americans, you know, by the country of origin is because yeah. they were stolen from all over Africa. Yeah, we, we don't have, have the records of them. 
Um, you know, but they weren't just stolen either. I think that language, because there were a lot of them that were sold by their chiefs. They, they were sold off for money. Um, you know, they were stolen. They were sold. But they, they were, were treated from their families. That's oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They were certainly taken without their will and their consent, um, whether it be with the uh, uh, through the agreement of somebody who was in more power. Uh, you know, uh, and, and the sad thing is, is that there's still slavery going on today. Uh, you yes. know, not only in other parts of the world, but here in the United States, there's there's slavery. Uh, there's human trafficking. Yes. Yeah. Well, and there's a there's a there's a black African slave trade in Libya. Yeah. So when Muammar Gaddafi was um, uh, run out of Libya, or he was killed, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, it left a vacuum, and it's been kind of lawless uh, since then, and. Uh, there's been a black African slave trade there, mm-hmm. which is is really horrific that this is still happening. You know, and I believe that that you know the the market is the Middle East, given the proximity. Um, but they're sold out of Libya, and uh, yeah, and it's it's I think mostly men. Let me Google it and see if it's still happening because I I remember reading articles about it. Yeah, um, I've read several ago. articles, not just there, but other places in Africa where there is still uh, a slave trade. Um, yeah, I was trying to see if I could find anything about it while you were talking, too, to see if there was more updated information. But uh, I think it's safe to say, regardless of, um, of uh, you know, the specifics, that it's still going on, um, whether it's... You know, there's probably a lot of it that is, you know, not getting news coverage because it's, you know, not a sexy story for American audiences, right? Uh, bring one of those slaves over here and have a cop put his neck, uh, knee on his neck, and then then it would be a sexy story. Um, um, it's just unconscionable. Yeah, that, that in this day and age, that there's people who are basically being taken and told you have to do this. You have to you, you do whatever this person says, and if you're not, we'll kill you. And they'll they torture you along the way. Yeah. So, on that happy note, we should pick a happy yeah. story. Is there a happy story that we can end with today? So, anything yeah. fun? Yeah, there's got to be. Well, we we talked a little bit about sports, but sports ball we talked we turned that into um, uh, a negative thing. On the positive side, my my preferred football team the green bay packers won and won big and in fact um one of the titles is aaron Rodgers turned a classic into an fu game in week one there's been a lot of talk about him sort of falling off the 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 top of the the elite quarterback list you know and that he's not what he used to be because last year he had a little bit of an off season it was his first year with a new new coach and a new uh, offensive scheme and and if you look at it statistically, he was still in like the top ten. He just wasn't like top of the top. So he goes out and throws you know several hundred yards and four touchdowns and and scores like forty something points and uh, and just kind of to the to the entire league and world who was saying he's he's looking like he's maybe a little washed up and on the downside of his career. Here's my middle finger. You can think of it what you want because I can play this game still. And uh, as a Packers fan. The game was incredibly boring for most people, but as a Packers fan, I was happy to see them stomp on the Minnesota Vikings, who are in our division and, and worth stomping on. <laughs> well, and, and, and the Vikings are 
are uh, the Packers like chief rivals, aren't they? Yeah, well, the Vikings and the and the Bears, those those are the long running history. The Bears are the longest because the Bears and the Packers are like the two oldest teams in the league. They're both over a hundred years old now. Um, Seriously? So yeah, both teams have been around for a hundred years, and they have been literally a hundred years. And I think one was found, founded in nineteen uh, nineteen, the other was founded in nineteen twenty. And, wow. Uh, and uh, and so yeah, the the Bears are slightly the Bears have been in the NFL a little longer. The Packers have been in existence about the same length of time, but they weren't an NFL team because early on there were regional football leagues way back in the early 1900s. And so anyway, they have had a long running, long running um, uh, uh, rivalry. Rivalry, thank you. Um, but then, then right there with them are obviously the Minnesota Vikings and then the Detroit uh, Lions. Detroit has doesn't have the history of being quite as strong a team as the other two, so there's not as big a rivalry there. You know, the Packers and the Bears have had pretty strong teams for a hundred years at different times, one stronger than the other. Um, and then the Vikings have been tough. I mean, last year the Vikings made it to the playoffs. The Packers and the Vikings made it to the playoffs. It's not like they're a a walk-in-the-park type of team, so it was fun to stomp on them a little bit. Um, and the Bears so came back miraculously yesterday and beat uh, beat Detroit. So, yes, in the in the um, non-round ball games, um, <laughs> it was exciting for, for Packer fans and Raider fans, which there's a lot in Southern California. Raiders also won yesterday, so... So with that, we are at the end of our show for today. We are. So we'll wrap it up. Thank you for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.